Hi, my name is Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to talk about essential oils. I've been using essential oils for about, I would say, six or seven years now. Uh, They were introduced to me by my holistic practitioner for my horses and um, I immediately saw beautiful changes in my horses when she would work on them and she would always start off with essential oils for getting them grounded, for getting them relaxed, Um, and she would always introduce them to them aromatically. As they breathe them in, you could watch the horse's response. If it was an oil they liked, they would often put both nostrils on it, um, lick and chew, uh, even try to bite the bottle or the bottle cap. And if it was an oil they weren't really into, they would turn their head away. So it was really interesting to watch the horse's response, but not only that, a horse that would come out um, and be high-headed and and kind of big-eyed and, and just kind of tense in the body, after just a minute or two of breathing in the essential oils aromatically, you could see them start to soften their muscles, lower their head, soften their eye, lick and chew cock a leg often, uh, and just become very relaxed, which made starting their um, evaluation for acupuncture, acupressure, as well as massage and chiropractic, it made that a lot easier task when you're dealing with a horse that's more relaxed. So then the uh, holistic practitioner would go through and apply them topically, often starting with the coronary bands and um for a grounding type oil, a calming type oil. And then whatever oils, oftentimes you would see um, the geldings would like vetiver and the mares would like uh, clary calm or, or a grounding blend. Um, the uh, the, the uh, woman's, uh, there's a woman's blend with the uh, oils that I, I use, um, like clary sage and such. So, um, you would often see that some really like the frankincense oil and some actually love the citruses like lemons and oranges and and all of that. Uh, Lavender is a very calming oil as well. So uh, it was just fun to watch the horses and there were times where my holistic practitioner would recommend I use them internally for the horse and just put a couple drops, you know, about 10 drops on their food a day. Uh, and it go right on their food, and normally horses will eat it, no issues. Um, and there are some essential oils that are best used internal. Some are best used aromatically. Um, and some that you use topically can go on straight, or what they call neat. And others have to be uh, diluted with something like a carrier oil like coconut, fractionated coconut oil. And the reason for that is because some oils can be hot and kind of burn the skin. And those oils would be like something like oregano or tea tree oil, um, clove. Those are very hot oils. Cinnamon, um, they can burn the skin. So it's important to dilute them. And horses and dogs have really sensitive skin, even more so with the extra hair follicles and thickness. So diluting is very important. Not to mention diluting will help um, it penetrate deeper and last longer than if you just put them on uh, straight. So what are essential oils? Um, They're basically naturally occurring 
uh, volatile aromatic compounds. They're often found in seeds, bark, stems, roots, flowers, and other parts of plants, um, trees, and um, they protect plants against environmental threats, and they provide beneficial properties. They're highly concentrated when distilled for purity, potency, and efficiency. Um, They've been used historically for food preparation. Uh, You know, might have black pepper, cinnamon, clove. There's a lot um, in your pantry that you can use with essential oils. Uh, Oregano, uh, it goes on and on. many oils for that purpose, um, for also for beauty treatments such as myrrh and uh, helichrysum and sandalwood and frankincense. A lot of those are wonderful for skin care, um, but also uh, it, for health care, you know, if it's respiratory or, uh, you know, your blood pressure, pH, and a lot of oils can help with a lot of those types of things. So an example of that would be like uh, orange. Um, Orange can often be used to cleanse and purify your home. I love the way it smells. I mix it in a spray bottle and spray it throughout my house, the dog beds and all of that. Um, You can add it to your drinking water. It's safe to do that along with lemon or lime or uh, any, any of those three, uh, citrus, they give your water awesome flavor and have additional, um, healthy benefits as well. And just to use them, diffusing them in your house makes the mood of your home, uh, not only smell good, but uh, more of a uplifting mood. Frankincense, which I think is my go-to king of the oils, uh, for just about anything, Uh, It promotes cellular health and DNA integrity. It supports a healthy function of the nervous system. I'll often put it right on the back of my spine where my head and neck connect. Um, It reduces uh, skin imperfections as well. I use it for horses under their jawline or at the base of their ears um, whenever I have anything going on. When Rocky was born and he was dealing with dysmature, Not only did he get started on the Dynamite Foundation as soon as I brought him home from ICU, but he also got frankincense and lavender put on his coronary bounds every day or the base of his ears. And I really, truly feel that the holistic things I added in addition to the uh, hospital's RX were what helped Rocky in addition to him being a fighter and his will for life. Um. But I truly believe it promoted his health as well. Um, And there's a reason why I choose the essential oils that I choose. Um, You have to be careful. As many of you have seen recently, um, Walmart had uh, aromatherapy with a very dangerous bacteria in it. And it was killing people. So who you use is important where you get your oils. So I don't just want to buy them randomly on Amazon or randomly at Walmart and a big bottle cheap is not a good sign because it can be adulterated with lots of things whether it's just a whole lot of carrier oil but it could just be the way the oils are are made and they're not safe um, not processed correctly contaminated during the process Um, the company that I particularly use um, 
they go through a, an entire certified certification with their oils of making sure they are pu- pure and therapeutic grade. Um, they are sourced from all over the world and um, they are completely dedicated 100% to pure oils where other companies have had uh, other you know companies examine their oils and have been found to have ultra alterate adulterated oils sorry for hard for me to say this morning um this company has not and so i i just feel safe using them for myself and my horses and my dogs um so when i choose an oil company it's because i've researched them and i feel safe with them and yes they cost a little bit more but there are also extra bonuses within the company that i feel like i make you know, I, I make it, they actually become cheaper when you buy regularly and, and get additional free things and stuff like that. So, so I really think it works out and, and they last so long that paying a little bit extra, having an oil that lasts three to five years is, you know, you know, oils are particular, usually dark bottles are best because you don't want them to be in a lot of sunlight and you don't want them to be in a lot of high heat or high cold. So I keep a bag in my house, obviously, that I use daily. I keep one in the barn and one in my horse trailer. And I have noticed if I leave them in the, my barn is air conditioning uh, control. But in the summertime, if I leave my oils in my horse trailer, I have watched them get uh, deteriorated. Um, they'll crystallize and such if they're under too much heat and that's in the shade. So, but we have really hot summers here in Florida. So I, I would caution you to try to keep your oils somewhere where you can control that they're not in the sunlight. Like you don't want to leave them in the, in your truck, in the sunshine of your uh, truck and the heat of your truck. Um, and even the horse trailers can get hot. So I would definitely try to keep them where they're not in extreme heat or extreme cold. Um, and for, if you want them to last, so um, that's something to be careful about and not in the direct sunlight uh, for a long period of time. If, you know, a few minutes, an hour or something, it's fine. But if you're, you know, you know, working on horses and you have them out, that's one thing. But to have them out all the time, that would not be so good. So there are things you have to consider. And you also have to know your horses. Some horses are way more sensitive. Um, same with dogs. And you want to really dilute and start off very minimal. I had a client once do like a, a, a dropping where they just dripped it onto the horse from their pole to their tail and the horse broke out in hives because they overdid it. You have to remember how strong these oils are. Um, one drop of peppermint they compared to, you know, 20 cups of tea, peppermint tea. So they're stronger in a lot of ways than herbs. Um, so one drop is goes a long way, and that's why diluting can be very important as well. So um, I do feel it's important who you go through because you want them free of pesticides and chemicals and contaminants. Um, you want to be sure that they don't have fillers or artificial ingredients. And I really want mine tested um, for purity and potency. So that's why I choose to work with who I work with. Um, they also provide uh, safe and natural alternatives. I love them for preventative and I love them for my, my go-to around here. It can be anything from a bug bite. I reach for the lavender bottle to 
a little bit of a respiratory thing. I bring re, uh, breathing issue. I'll reach for the respiratory blend or to the um, immune system blend, especially now with um, this virus COVID going around. So there's a lot of preventative I like to do to keep myself healthy and strong. So one drop is is all you really need for a really powerful benefit. And how much you dilute that drop really depends on the individual oil and the individual you're using it on. Cats are a completely different thing because cats have a different metabolism. They have much thicker hair. Uh, you can use them safely with cats, but you need to know what you're doing. Um, as far as diffusing around dogs and cats, never lock them in a room with a diffuser. Make sure that they can leave the room. I personally sleep with the respiratory blend or a calming blend when I go to sleep at night. And my Jack Russells sleep in my bed. So they've never needed to get up and leave and it's never affected them for years. So, um, so I don't, I don't think it's a problem now. My diffuser probably only runs for four to six hours of my eight hours of in bed, but, um, it's enough to help me with my breathing as I sleep and, and calming to have a good night's sleep. So, um, again, the, uh, people that use the, respiratory thing that you hang on your horse's head. Um, you don't want to be adding essential oils and forcing it on horses for long periods of time. They need to be able to get away from it. So when people ask me, can you put essential oils in those breathing, uh, things for horses that people put like silver and such in, I don't recommend it. Um, I, again, I do it manually. I'll take the bottle to the horse and give them the option of staying or leaving when it's strapped to their head. They don't get the option. So I don't, I don't think that's a good thing, uh, personally. So, so anyways, I use my essentials, as I mentioned, um, three different ways. Um, and again, the, the companies where they're sourced from are really important. They're all over the world. Um, they try to work with companies that it creates jobs and, and improves income, but it's also, uh, conscious of replanting, regrowing for any of the crops that are taken down so that they're being, uh, conscious of climate warming and, and being green in the way that they do things. So working with growers that are conscious of um, the environment is important. So you can use them aromatically, number one, and number two, topically, as I mentioned, and number three, uh, certain essential oils you can even use internally. Now, this is where you need to be trained. Thankfully, I was trained by two different mentors that are uh, holistic doctors and um, they taught me the do's and don'ts. And so it's been very helpful for me knowing what to do. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of my favorite oils that I use probably on a daily basis. Um, there are, of course, a lot of um, natural, the single, single oils, not the blends, but some of my favorite uh, single oils I will use, like I mentioned, uh, frankincense. It, frankincense is good for anxiety, inflammation. Um, you know, in, uh, you can use it even with infections, uh, any kind of bite, insect bite, um, scarring tumors. I've used it with my dynamite wound salve for uh, sarcoids and warts. It's been very helpful for that. Um, 
it's more of an expensive oil, but I love it, it and I always see awesome results with it. Uh, Helichrysum is another more expensive oil, but I've used it for tendons and ligaments, uh, any kind of internal issues, maybe with organs or nerve damage, um, bleeding, wound care. Um, and again, a lot of this that I'm mentioning can work for human, horse, or dog. One of my other favorites is lavender. Um, I've used it for allergies, anxiety, uh, burns. If you've ever burned yourself on your oven or, or, or uh, anything like that, if you apply the lavender before you even put water on it, you shouldn't add water. You should just go right to lavender if you burn your hand or arm on your oven. Um, immediately do that and you'll be surprised how good it helps. Um, I've seen it help people with headaches and vertigo and inflammation. Um, as I mentioned, lemon is one I enjoy to use in a diffuser or for cleaning with my house. I'll even put it in my water um, because it is helpful for an immune boost, um, lymph lymphoid function. Um, you can even use it uh, for horses for hoof strength. Uh, tea tree oil, I love that one. Um, I will definitely dilute that oil and I'll use that on any type of uh, rain rot, mites, lice, uh, hoof rot. Uh, if a horse has an infection, wound care, I use uh, tea tree quite a bit. Um, another uh, oil which is rather strong and definitely needs to be diluted is oregano. Um, you can use oregano if you have any kind of hoof issues like uh, bacterial or fungal, any kind of uh, thrush type thing, infections. Used it on MRSA before. Um, ringworm, strep, staph. Uh, it can be helpful with bronchitis. Um, peppermint, uh, headaches, stomach aches, asthma, bronchitis, um, Diarrhea, fever, heat stroke, inflammation, muscle pain, even ulcers. Um, there is a blend that um, is good for digestive uh, issues, and I've used that anytime the dog's tummy's gurgling or the horses look a little off. It can be even um, helpful with parasites. Uh, so that's a good thing as well. I've used it if you're, you know, uh, I was with my dad at the fair once and he ate some fair food and gave him a, a little bit of that and his tummy got better right away. So it's just something helpful to have with you all the time. As I mentioned, the grounding blend, that's probably my go-to oil every morning. As a trainer, it was always helpful to have that on me as I worked with horses because not only did it help me stay calm and relaxed, it also, the horses would smell it on me and, um, the same situation for them for any kind of anxiety. It also gets your blood circulating. So it's helpful if you have any circulation or joint issues, um, which I really like. There's a blend called the Soothing Blend, and I use that a lot for my arthritis. Um, it's good for inflammation. I would even uh, mix it in a sprayer bottle with water and coconut oil, distilled water and some coconut oil about 30 drops in a big bottle. I think they're like 16 ounce bottles 
and I would spray my horse's big muscles and their joints after a good workout. I'd bathe them and scrape them and then apply that to their big muscles or their joints um, for inflammation. So that's one of my favorites. I didn't do it before because you don't want it like under your saddle pad or anything because it's almost like a natural icy hot where it goes hot and cold and and you don't want to be, you know, if your horse is feeling that, you don't know how they're going to respond. So you don't want to put it under saddle pads or leg boots or anything like that. But it's one of my favorite after I ride things to do. As I mentioned, the respiratory blend, I absolutely need that for my allergies and my asthma. I've used it on horses' lung points before competition to help with their breathing. Um, and then, of course, uh, the protective blend for immune support, uh, colds, flus, any viruses um, as a preventative, even if you're not feeling well, to help with the healing process. Um, so as I've mentioned, there are some, there's a massage blend, there's a soothing blend. All of those are great for horses or yourself if you want to uh uh, I guess take your muscles that might be tight and hard and and soften them so that that can be beneficial especially if you're going to give a massage just put a little bit in your hand and then start rubbing um, there is actually a natural um, uh, repellent for pest so that one I use for flies and mosquitoes and um, I put it on right out of the bottle it works best in just little drops I have mixed it in a sprayer as well but um, a lot of times just putting it right like on their ears or places you don't want uh, ticks or mosquitoes or whatever bothering them um, you know that's a good thing to do too as a repellent blend um, so there's so many essential oils that I absolutely love to use um there is a woman's blend that works really good with mares um they uh, i think some that i don't maybe always talk about but are really important um they have like a if you've never had a kit before they sell a kit that's a really good uh starter kit and i think there's i don't know maybe 10 oils in there and a lot of them are the ones that I mentioned because they kind of cover everything you might need as far as like a, a, you know, a physician's kit or a vet kit. And, you know, it could be the lavender, lemon, peppermint, tea tree, oregano, frankincense, the soothing blend, the respiratory blend, the digestive blend, and the immune system blend. So that kind of covers everything you might need. Um, so there's a lot you can do with essential oils, um, as I mentioned, um, for horses, for dogs, and for yourself. Um, and you can, again, spray it in your home. Uh, there's some that, you know, target specific things and um, are important. You can even cook with some. As I mentioned, there's basil and oregano and such um, cinnamon. So there's your, you know, your Roman chamomile. There's a lot of different essential oils that serve different purposes, but I honestly don't know, um, what I would do without my oils. I also love, um, some of the other products that they have as well. Like they made some of them in pill form, like turmeric for inflammation. You can take, um, orally and I like that as well uh, so as I mentioned um, there's just a lot of really great 
things that essential oils can do for you, you know, and um, they are very ex um, effective because they work at a cellular level. You can literally put peppermint, a drop of peppermint on your foot and taste it in your mouth within one minute. It That's how quickly it absorbs and goes throughout your entire body. Um, it really, it really is amazing how, how well they work. So I make my own roller balls and sprayers and mix things that I think I might uh, find helpful for whatever I might be dealing with. I even uh, like some of their products for anti-aging or skincare as well. So, but there are things that are, um, you know, they have de de uh, detoxing type blends. There are tension blends, calming blends, um, metabolic blends. It really just depends on what your specific needs are. But if you think about um, the side effects, they that's where people maybe don't like essential oils because they maybe, you know, your chemical fly sprays may last eight hours or 12 hours, where maybe your natural sprays would only last four hours. So yes, you have to reapply, but also with your skin being the biggest organ absorbing everything, these things have to go through your kidneys and your liver and, and be processed. So a lot of times toxins can cause issues with your body. So something that, you know, they say like an Advil or Tylenol takes so long for your body to process and get rid of it, at least with essential oils. If you start there and they work for you, that's awesome because they're not going to be something that your organs have to deal with. You're not going to have a toxic overload for your organs to have to, to get rid of. So I think that's another um, benefit. And yes, you have to reapply them more often. And maybe that's not realistic for people that don't see their horses every day. Um, but for people that do, it's a really great option. So, um, so anyhow, I feel like uh, it's super important to, to really know and trust the oils that you use, number one. I also feel like um, it's important to um, know how to use the oils where they're used safely. You know, you don't want to overuse them because they are a natural medicine and it shouldn't be done with excess because like I mentioned, it can make you break out in hives or just over or your horse over overdone. Um, dilution is important um, so that it's beneficial um, to your horse uh, or dog or, or yourself. Um, in addition to that, um, there are other things that can be supportive uh, when called for, uh, as I mentioned internally. But again, you need to know why you're doing it. So first and foremost, I would say every single oil can be used aromatically, breathing it in. And most every single oil can be used topically, um, as long as you dilute some of them with a carrier oil like coconut oil. And... Um, but there's just so many amazing benefits, as I mentioned, um, a lot of my favorite ones to you. Um, but just remember, despite the size of a horse, they are sensitive. So you, you could use the same dosage um, for a horse and a human when it comes to 
putting it on um, their body topically so uh, and diluting and of course you don't want to ever get it in your eyes or private areas because it can be very strong if that ever happens you just use a lot of carrier oil like coconut oil or even milk to dilute it do not use water water drives it deeper and makes it sting or burn more so you don't want to dilute with water so those are some safety things to know um, so anyhow, if there's anything that you're interested in, please reach out to me and I'd be more than happy to order them for you and, uh, send them your way direct. And uh, like I mentioned, some come in roller balls, some come in 15 milli ml, uh, bottles, and that's about 250, 300 drops. Um, I believe the nine or 10 ml bottles are probably, about 200 so um they will last you quite a long time and lavender um having the roller balls are kind of nice because um, they actually even have a kit of roller balls with lavender peppermint frankincense tea tree the digestive the respiratory the immune the oregano and the soothing and that little kit in itself can be a really nice kit to just have um to where you can just apply quickly. You can put a little in your hand and put it right on the base of your horse's ears or coronary bands. And like I said, within a minute, it's all over your horse's body. With the dogs, I'll put it right on their back um, be between their um, shoulder blades. Um, and, you know, um, you see changes in them right away with it, whether it's for calming or soothing or digestive or whichever uh, you need it for. So, Anyways, I um, thank you all for tuning in, and I hope that you found um, this podcast uh, helpful when it comes to using essential oils for yourself and for others. But remember, there are different grades of essential oils. You don't want synthetic like they use in the perfume industry, and there are some that are safe for food, um, and the company that I use absolutely are, and there are definitely different levels of therapeutic as far as their safety and quality. And as you saw from that Walmart um, news thing, that you can definitely get unsafe ones. So it is important to know who you're dealing with. And um, because everything that you put on your skin does go through your body and your organs. So it is important to be careful when you're choosing to do these things. So um, I have found that they are way stronger than herbs. And um, I have found them to be extremely um, effective and they absolutely penetrate cells. Um, there's even videos that I can share with you how to use tea tree and oregano together to fight viral and bacterial issues. Um, I've used them on hoof abscesses, you know, uh, put them in a clay poultice with my essential oils and wrap the foot up and draw out the infection. So a lot of, a lot of those things can be very beneficial, but like I've mentioned, you do have to use them and more often sometimes than your, your chemicals or your RXs or your synthetics, but you don't have the side effects or the buildup in the organs. So, so anyhow, um, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about them, please reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to help you out. Thank you and ride with heart.